0: Hello there guys, I welcome you to episode 1 of The Burning Bush. My name is Nathaniel and I will be your host for this episode. You may not have heard of me, but then this may be just an advantage, let's put it in that way, that the focus be only on one person, that's Jesus. So this is just a small effort, kind of like the Philos and two fish, and with just this one purpose, that one, let one Moses be drawn into the presence of God. So even as we continue in the time where we look at the word of God, let's, I just pray that God may speak to each one of us. Let none of us go hungry, but then let us be filled with his word in this time. I was looking at a portion of scripture the other day when I felt the Lord speaking to me about a certain issue. And in this scripture passage that we are going to read, The setting is a moment where Jesus is speaking to the people at the temple and it was during one of the Israelites' important feasts. Well, the so-called teachers of the law, the Pharisees, they were not pleased at this at all. And not one bit. And exactly like what happens nowadays, when one person succeeds, everyone tries to pull him down. The Pharisees went one step ahead. They actually tried to get Jesus arrested. Can you believe that? So let's turn to John chapter 7, verse 45 to 52. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also? The Pharisees retorted. Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Surely you may ask me right now, what's wrong in what the Pharisees said? And I would put it in one single word, prejudice. The Pharisees sent temple guards to have Jesus arrested, but there was something about this Single, unschooled, unmarried, 30-year-old carpenter that made no sense to anyone. There was something that changed the minds of these guards. What did they report to their superiors? No one ever spoke the way this man does. Can you believe what an insult this would have been to the teachers of the law? Their own henchmen turned against them. Funny that the God who probably would have stood outside the temple were able to recognize something that the so-called Godly men inside the temple were barely able to perceive. Through the thick veil of prejudice, the Son of God probably looked like the son of the devil. It's not that they were not able to understand everything, but it was hard to accept. That's the only thing. The Messiah, the one person whom the whole nation and all of creation was groaning for was a man from Galilee, not a prince but a carpenter, a friend of fishermen. Many times even in our lives, it's not something else other than our own prejudices that can stop us from knowing our saviour better, if only we could surrender that right. The temple guards, if you look, would have probably been able to sing Psalm 84 from their hearts. It goes like this. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. The Pharisees knew the law and even as Nicodemus clarified the law out, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? Even after Nicodemus told that, They still chose to disobey the Word of God rather than humble themselves. And this just shows the danger of holding on to opinions rather than what the Bible actually tells. And if I was to put one phrase down, it would be that prejudice kills much more of intimacy than any conflict ever will. And this same goes for an intimacy with Christ. Sometimes it's not anything but our own preconceived ideas and notions that stop us from having an intimate fellowship with the Lord, and if only we allow Him to chip off everything in us that is, that is constructing us from knowing Him better. God wants to draw near to us and show us more of His surpassing goodness. But Fortunately or unfortunately, the control switch is in our hands. And as the word goes in James, the book of James, the more we draw near to him, the more he'll draw near to us. And so, one question I would like to ask you is, how much are we to know God? No, this is not a trick question. The question is just simple. How much are we to know our God? The answer again is in the Word of God only. In John chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. Our Savior says, I am the Good Shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I say, read that again. I am the Good Shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. Jesus wants us to have an intimate relationship with him, a proper communion with us, a 100% transparency with us. The same way that he had with God the Father. Can you believe it? That How much intimacy there would have been between God the Father and God the Son. And Jesus wants to have that much level of intimacy with us. And there's only one person who can stop all of this and that's us if we surrender our prejudices and if we draw near to him he is more than willing to draw near to us if we are willing to look at him as his word says and put down ourselves to and surrender ourselves at his feet how much more lovingly he would be willing to carry us ahead so let's just end with a small prayer heavenly father Just take this time to each person, Lord. There are so many people who would probably be hearing this, O Lord. And I pray over them, Lord, that Lord Jesus, that you may give. Lord Jesus, them the grace, Lord Jesus, to draw near to you, to see you as you are. To look at you as your word says, Lord. To know you and love you, O Lord. With a feverish intimacy, O Lord. And a desire, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you may draw these people towards you, O Lord, and would you draw each person, O Lord, and let their names also be written in your book of life, O Lord. I pray this prayer over them in the name of Jesus. Amen. So may the Lord continue to guide you. Amen and Amen. You have been listening to The Burning Bush. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you like the show. So I would really like to be in touch with you, hear your stories, testimonies of your journey. So feel free to email me the address mentioned below. Episode 2 is coming soon. So till then, this is your host, Nathaniel, signing off.